the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I know there have been times over the last year where you've thought, boy, we sure have a lousy governor. Uh, Take heart. Uh, Ohio has Mike DeWine, and while you may be frustrated with the governor from time to time, he's not as bad as Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir, uh, who an hour ago appeared on camera with a mask and dropped this hammer on the citizens of the Commonwealth. Hey, everybody. It's Andy. The spread of the Delta variant is alarming. Our hospitalizations are doubling every two weeks, and it looks like in the near future we'll have more people in the hospital fighting for their lives from COVID than we have had during this entire pandemic. Because of that, yesterday I had to make a tough decision, but it's one supported by our educational community, by every public health entity from the CDC to each and every local health department, and supported by the private sector in the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, and that is requiring masking in our schools and in our daycares. Stupid. Really stupid. These guys are panicking over test results. And test results, as these PCR tests have shown, are highly, highly sophisticated. That's why you have people testing positive up to six weeks after they test positive the first time, because there's still vestiges of the virus in their nose. Are they symptomatic? No. Are they a danger to you? No. And this is an overreaction. It's an overreach. Where are the mental health professionals on this, and why are their voices being silenced, disregarded? It is not good for kids psychologically to never see their teacher or classmates smile at them. It is not good for kids to subliminally or overtly be told by the very presence of a mask on their face, the face of their teachers and the face of their classmates, that they are in danger, that the very air that they breathe around them could be toxic to them. Uh, This is an epic failure of our health professionals, both mental and physical. Uh, It breaks my heart. Uh, I will do everything that I can to keep your kids out of masks in schools. Not because I don't care about them, but because I do care about them. Because the numbers show that they are not viral transmitters of COVID, and they are not in any greater danger from COVID than they are from a typical, not even a bad, but a typical flu season. People get sick all the time. 
people die all the time. It does not mean that's good. It does not mean it is without empathy. But it also does not mean that the rest of the world has to stop. Or that we can prevent it. Because we cannot. And what I see from Andy Bashir, from Anthony Fauci, from Joe Biden, from all the people at every level who are panicking and taking away your freedom and not factoring in the things like psychological damage, drug abuse, overdose deaths, violence in domestically and in communities when people are driven to extremes by limiting their freedoms and not allowing them to return to life as normal. What I see in all those people is a CYA overreaction. If I do this, then I can't be blamed if anything bad happens. It does not take any courage, any leadership to hold to that position. It is a cowardly position. And our leaders are being exposed largely as cowards in this time in our history. And I fear what we're doing to our kids and the message that we're sending to them through all these kinds of inane, panicked overreaches. Very, very sad. Now today, the president and his administration are pursuing a rather unique solution to the ever-rising prices at the gas pump. Uh, I grew up when um, it was very, very bad for us to be reliant, imprisoned by foreign oil prices. It would not have occurred to the presidents of my youth to appeal to the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, otherwise known as OPEC, to, hey, do a brother a solid and produce more oil so we can pay less for it. No, we never wanted to let them know that we needed them to do us a favor. Because while it was eminently clear that we depended on foreign oil, it was not an admission that we wanted to make openly. But now, hmm. Shut down the Keystone XL pipeline. Trash our energy independence. End fracking. We'll just call our buddies at OPEC and ask them to make more. Uh, Jake Sullivan is the uh, national security advisor to Joe Biden. He said today, high gasoline costs, if left unchecked, risk harming the ongoing global recovery. The production cuts made during the pandemic should be reversed as the global economy recovers in order to lower prices for consumers. That coming from the empty head of our commander-in-chief. I don't know why OPEC would do us a favor. Maybe they don't have enough people to work, although maybe they're not paying their people to work to stay home like we did for so long. Uh, Numbers from the Labor Department today show that, guess what? Prices jumped again from June to July. Oh, but they jumped less than they did in June. In June, they were up almost a percent across the board. This time, they were up only a half a percent. 
How much are they up for the year? 5.4%. So if you got a raise, if you got a stimulus, if you got higher unemployment benefits, that's the sound it makes. Flying out the window to pay for gas, which is up more than a dollar a gallon from last year. White House says, no cause for alarm. We are not at a historically high gas price moment. Oh, well, isn't that a relief? Our prices are not as high as they were after Katrina flattened like every oil rig we had in the Gulf. Whoo! Thank goodness. Hey, prices are roughly where they were in 2018. Correct. But then we had a chief executive who enacted policies that benefited probably 80% of Americans who travel by lowering fuel prices. What part of that grading of your stewardship of your powers and policies do you not understand, Joe Biden? Uh, Who, by the way, today, while telling people, don't panic, it's not as bad as it was after Katrina, did acknowledge that the higher prices, and I quote, pinch working families. Pinch. Mild discomfort. Just a mild discomfort, a dollar more a gallon. Just a mild discomfort. Uh, The tone deafness on this is crazy. Inflation, as I said, rose 0.9% in June, which was the biggest increase since August of 2008. And they don't care. They don't care. Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, originally she said, transitory, Eh, it'll go away. Now she says, Rapid inflation, sure, but over a medium term, it'll subside quickly. How quickly is quickly, Janet? How quickly is quickly? For those who are not getting raises, how quickly is quickly? Say, wow, shut up, let them eat cake. Didn't you get your child tax credit payment in the mail? See, that'll pay for your increase in gas. Brother. Don't worry, it'll return to normal by 2022. And then when we get to 2022, it'll be returning to normal by 2023. You know how this works. Blaming supply chain shortages around the world. These are the kinds of things a president acts to fix. Not this president. This president, fresh from getting idiots like Rob Portman to sign on to his $1 trillion infrastructure plan, uh, now would like to spend $3.5 trillion more. Because how do you put out the fire of inflation? Hmm, let me see. Uh, wait, there are three gas cans over there. Let's pour that on there. Doesn't liquid make the fire go out? That is Joe Biden's plan. Spend more. Spend three times more. Um, hopefully Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. Senators from West Virginia and Arizona will refuse to go along with that. But that is how thin the line is between the inflation that we see now and the inflation we're going to see if they spend as much as they want to spend, if they borrow as much as they want to borrow. Uh, It will be an epic economic disaster, such that I don't even know if 
a presidential change in 2024 can rein it in. Uh, hopefully we'll have uh, a massive change in the House and the Senate by 2022, and hopefully that will be soon enough. Home stretch, Bruce Hooley show. Two more days to catch the show in this time slot. 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Thursday, Friday. Actually, Thursday, 5 to 6 p.m. Steeler football tomorrow night. We are the new home of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Friday, 5 to 7. Monday, we move 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's very dark outside, Aaron, but it doesn't look like it's rained a lick here in our area of the town. It was raining a little bit was ago, it? but okay. probably an hour and a half ago by now. All right. The roads have dried then. Um, a strange Twitter feud erupted in the last few days between Fox News weather person Janice Dean and tennis superstar Martina Navratilova. Janice Dean, of course, is a big critic of soon-to-be-ousted New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Janice Dean holds him accountable for the death of her in-laws from COVID, both of whom were sent back into nursing homes and died after that disastrous policy. So, when Cuomo announced his resignation, Janet Dean wrote on her Facebook, or excuse me, on her Twitter page, he is out, God bless America. Which elicited a response from the former tennis champion, Navratilova, that uh, said, you mean Trump? Or did you forget why he did too? I don't know what you're talking about, Martina. Uh, Nor, it appears, did Janice Dean who responded, my in-laws died and I'm raising awareness about his behavior. Have a nice day. Uh, Navratilova has not responded to that. <laughs> Was she drunk? What? Uh, speaking of sports, Aaron, if you see a tricked-out black Chevy Silverado quad cab truck tooling around town, you might want to take a look behind the wheel to see if young Jack Sawyer, Buckeye defensive end, is driving it. Yeah, I saw that. You see that? Yeah, I got some competition now. That's also what I drive. Yeah. I'm kidding. Did you see the picture of the truck? I did. Sweet ride. Yeah. I tried to find out how much it cost. I Googled many things. Silverado quad cab, you know. I assume it's a 1500. If it's a 1500, it could be, if it's teched out and tricked out, it could be an $80,000 truck. It could wow. also it could also be a fifty thousand dollar truck or a forty thousand dollar truck. I mean, truck prices are crazy. Yeah, but new vehicle prices right now are not cheap. And Mark Wahlberg Chevrolet tricked out Mister Sawyer's uh, garage with a new truck, name, image, and likeness. It's so weird for me. Like, I covered sports for a long time. And many times you'd get the call, hey, hey, so-and-so's driving a car. They got it from so-and-so. And you'd pursue it, and you could never track it down. Or once in a while you could. It was just strictly verboten. Now it's like, here's Jack Sawyer standing up. Look at my new ride. Thank you, Mark Wahlberg Chevrolet. It's like name, image, and likeness. Crazy. Yeah, and even even a touchdown in a game, you know, catch an interception, run back for yeah. a touchdown, that could be in a vehicle for you now. Could be. You know, they used to. I don't know. I haven't opened an Ohio State football program in years, but they used to have a page in the program where they would list 60, 90 car dealers throughout the state, and those car dealers were in an organized program put together by Ohio State to furnish cars for coaches at Ohio State and assistant coaches. And that was their thank you. Here they are, and all over the state. I 
knew a guy who uh, owned a Mazda dealership in Worcester. He furnished a car to some Ohio State assistant coach. How can we be far away, if in fact we are far away, from a day where we'll have a page where these are the car dealers who provide cars for Ohio State Buckeyes? Why could you? You could acknowledge mm-hmm. that in recruiting. Hey, if you come, you know, you'll get this car from this dealer. You'll be in our car program and you'll get a free car. Why not? Yeah. I mean, you could line up a bunch of stuff. We have free food for sure. you. We have a free car. We but, have a vacation every off season. The question I have is how will fans react to that? Will that change how fans view college kids? Have they viewed kids before as, oh, isn't that nice? They chose to come to Ohio State and they're here to get an education and they're Buckeyes and all that. Or If guys are rolling around town in tricked-out vehicles, and I'm not making any commentary that Jack Sawyer's at all wrong to take the truck, I'd take it too. But will it change how fans view them? Yeah, I think there's so many. It's like a Pandora's box. There's so many things that could happen. Um, you know, this is just the beginning. Did you hear what he has to do for them? No. Neither did I. I did not. I was wondering, is just that social media post it? I don't or know. What are we talking we're gonna, about Is he going to be in TV commercials? Like, I would want him in TV commercials. It's a great futures investment for Mark Wahlberg Chevrolet. Oh, yeah, it was already a national story. The kid is a Pickerington, you know kid and i would think ohio state could leverage this to keep the kids home who it really wants to keep at home now they don't recruit ohio like they used to but a jack sawyer who's one of the top five players in the country he's not leaving if he can i mean he's gonna clean up in his three years here on name image and likeness yeah and it's not that bad of a deal uh for the car dealership either like i said it's already on national publications everywhere for the cost of to them of that vehicle, they've probably already exceeded advertising dollars uh, when it comes to impressions on those social media posts. No doubt about it. And the kid from Texas, Quinn Ewers, the high school kid who was going to enroll in 20, he was going to enroll in January of 2022. Now he's enrolling, I'm told tomorrow he'll be here. They won't allow him to make money off endorsements in Texas. His mom apparently had some kind of cancer and became a fan of, like, um, what do they call it, gut health, I guess, where you you drink kombucha products. Have you ever had kombucha? I've tasted it. Yeah, I know. Nobody drinks it. They <laughs> taste it. That's it. Ah, yeah. Here, this is awful. Taste it, right? The old commercial with the raccoons on TV. He got an equity piece of the company from a Dallas-based kombucha company. He got equity in the company. He's not getting like an endorsement fee. He got equity, and they could do. He's a high school kid. Companies could do things not just for the player too. They could be like, if you sign this, we'll hook up your entire team, or if you sign this, we'll give you, your mom, your grandma, a car. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. And the Clemson quarterback DJ Uyunglele, and no, I can't spell that for you, but I can say it. He has deals with. Bojangles Chicken, national name, and he's going to be in the Dr. Pepper Fansville commercials this year. Anything to keep, who was that vendor Dr. Pepper had? Larry Culpepper. Remember the Larry Culpepper commercials? I don't. Yeah, he was a vendor. So I'm at the national championship game in 2014, and Dr. Pepper brings around the guy who played Larry Culpepper. 
And would you like to interview Larry Culpepper? I'm like, sure, I'll interview him. So I interviewed him. We get halfway through the interview, and, uh, and he's speaking as if he is Larry Culpepper. And I finally said, you know, you're an actor, so is this like the best gig you've ever had as an actor? And he wouldn't leave the character. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm Larry Culpepper. Now I know who you mean. Very I'm awkward. Yeah. He's like a, he played a... Um, a Dr. Pepper vendor. Yeah, like a, like a stadium, yeah, <laughs> vendor. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't leave the character. That had become his alter ego. So, good for him. Uh, this is not good for a member of the U.S. paintball team. I didn't know we had a U.S. paintball team, but we do. Her name is Jessica Mayolo. She posted something on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. Maybe this is a good reason why. With a photo of a teenager who'd been hospitalized with COVID. Uh, the teenager appears from the picture to be somewhat overweight. Uh, she goes on TikTok and says, this kid doesn't need a COVID shot. He needs a treadmill. <laughs> oh, it was not received well on social media. And she has now been dropped from the team. Uh, you're an important part of our team. Come back tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.